Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel podcast show. So yes, once again, this is what we do all the time. We're finding new and powerful guest co-hosts for you all. This gentleman is joining me today because I got to literally listen to him speak at the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference 2018, where I was also a speaker again, returning this year. But it's not about me, it's about him. This guy, by the way, we're going to get into this. This guy's got some stage presence. He's got some energy. I knew he and I were going to vibe. But this gentleman is the founder of Isles Media. He's the creator of Brand You. That's right, brand as in marketing, Brand You Academy, and it's trademarked. His passion is to guide professionals, entrepreneurs, and creatives, mind you, through the steps to build, market, and grow their amazing personal brand. I want to focus on that personal branding because I geek out on that. So he's also the host of trailblazers.fm, not.com, .fm, the number one podcast that interviews today's successful black professionals. So without further ado, Stephen Hart. Welcome to the show, sir. Well, that's good, my brother. Thank you so much for having me. And, and I'm not—I'm not kidding, dude. I loved your presentation at MapCon. Your Thank you energy, because so you—if you heard Joe introduce me, like he's like, "Oh, this guy brings all the energy," and I'm like, "Actually, this is great. I don't have to because you spoke before me, and you already pumped up <laughs> the audience. You had him standing up. Uh, I loved you. You had, you had uh, Erica was in the audience. There's actually professional photos of her standing up. Her hands are in the air. Okay. Uh, do, do you do that exercise often for your presentations? You know this is a second presentation I've had this year where I spoke right after lunch. Oh. And I was like, I got to get people moving in the room, right? And get rid of that ethnic fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part was, I think last year, I think I was post-lunch. So, right. so it's interesting. And then this year, he originally had me on Friday. But I was uh-huh. at a charity golf event. So I was like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make both days. I'll be there Saturday. So he moves me to Saturday. And then he had me later in the day, and I'm like, yo, I have to leave again because this is a busy year. You and I, you and I were just joking around. I'm like, dude, I got another event to go to, so I can't yeah. be here till the end. So he moves me earlier, and but he's still after you. It was crazy. I felt so bad because shout out to Joe Pardo, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Super, superjoepardo.com uh, is his core brand. He's also obviously the creator of MapCon, the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference, podcastmidatlantic.com. But uh, listen, enough about Joe. Steve. Again, energy was off the charts. Your presentation off the charts. Loved it. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. It was good, man. I had, a, I had a lot of fun. Last year was my first time talking, but I was only able to attend a Friday night. Aha. Okay. And so I missed out on Saturday. And this year, in reverse, came up Friday night for the Saturday. So and, and, had a great and, time. And we had a new challenge this year because you and I both spoke there last year, but he was rocking that power eight-minute segment theme. That's right. So, Which was, by the way, why was that so challenging? <laughs> were you challenged by that too yes like such a short format i was yes. like oh, wait a minute yes. what do you talk oh, about in just eight minutes preparation for tedx <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it uh so yeah ladies and gentlemen if you ever get into public speaking uh i challenge you to challenge yourself to try and do an eight minute presentation to hit hard hit fast get what you need to cross and not go over eight minutes so right yeah well it forces you to get out the absolute best that you have mm, that's good and no fluff right no fluff that's true yes killer it, without a filler <laughs> <laughs> you know and I, that's a good point actually we i think a lot of us do well fluff isn't a bad thing isn't it because sometimes like for us we're podcasters and i think you spoke about it with personal branding i speak about it as a marketing professional too is that you know we you gotta let in some of the personal stories People want to see Absolutely. some of the transparency. They want to know who the man or woman is behind the mic. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you address stuff like that? I still think you're able to share your story in snippets, and it forces you to give that elevator pitch of your story and and share content of value and still get it out in eight minutes. You probably could do it even shorter if you're really trained to to, to being able to get that message out. I'll give you pretty, that pretty often, right? Yeah. But you you could blab on for 10 minutes talking about you and you wouldn't be adding value to the people sitting in the room. That's true. Uh, so it forces you to get out what you want to share about you first, mm-hmm. create that connection and give, give, give. So I'm intrigued. 
since we're both talking about public speaking, and obviously, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't really the core of the show, but you know, Steve and I are getting to know each other. This is what we do. So you help people with personal branding. You, yes. you, you do it through your podcast as well as your business and, and, your, and your site. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'll do some screen sharing here for the YouTube house out there. But again, you can check them out at Stephen with a P-H-A-Heart.com. And uh, so is this something that you get into too? Because obviously some of your customers and clients probably do need to get into some of that personal brand growth and professional brand growth of getting on stage or speaking in front of people or doing conferences and showing that they have the knowledge out there to grow their own brand. Yes, yes. And the, the personal branding side of things is something I'm leaning more to now. I've been helping businesses and entrepreneurs for quite some time, right? But it's interesting, Scott, as a podcaster, one of the things that started happening quite a bit uh, in the last two years is that a lot of people now reach out to me almost on a weekly basis. I'll probably have anywhere from five to 10 people on average that will reach out to me saying, hey, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast. Mm -hmm. And all too often, I'm if if I get past the email, right? Because some people you read the email, you're like, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, and you get that, right? But if an email is intriguing and I'm like, all right, let, let me see what this person has to offer, more times than not, I type this person's name in Google. And it also happens when I meet people out on a boat. They're not even pitching me, but we meet at a networking event. We meet at a MapCon and I'm hearing you talk and I'm like, wow, you know, your story sounds amazing. And I Google you and nothing comes up. <laughs> or, wait, wait like, as a name recognition or are you saying like other detail? The person doesn't have a website, a strong social media presence. Thank you. Right? And, well, well, hold on. Let me argue, oh, Stephen. Let me argue. Maybe I don't want to exist online like in too much detail, right? Maybe I want to protect my that, privacy. <laughs> if you tell me you're the go-to for X, yeah. shouldn't you have a following somewhere that validates that? Sure. And and gives me that credibility and that, that trust factor. Yeah. Right? In in 2018, your brand has to have an online presence. Mm -hmm. And understand this, right? From a personal branding standpoint. You're, you're either in control and you've taken control of setting up those, the, 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 the digital with your website and your social footprint, or you leave yourself open to stuff that is just out there, oh. right? I've helped people in the past, right? That don't have any footprint whatsoever and you type their name in and you get some arrest record back in college mm -hmm. that sneaks up and, you know, argument you had at a HOA meeting, I mean, you kind of leave yourself open to whatever is out there. Hey, I, I, I'm loving what you're going with right now because you just hit on what my actual tagline is literally on my card. So <laughs> I, I actually put control how you exist online. Absolutely. Anybody, and let, let's be clear. What you just hit on, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you heard him. I mean, let's really pause on this. You can exist online. It doesn't take actually a lot of work to get your name out there. For example, the biggest hack that I've told multiple times on multiple shows, LinkedIn. I've been on LinkedIn since it was founded. It was the, that site taught me what SEO was because I was mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden, I put a profile on there. A week later, if you Googled my name, LinkedIn came up right. because LinkedIn is so keyword rich. It's so text heavy. Google loves it. And it's been around and a long time. In LinkedIn, the SEO is crazy yeah. on its own search. Oh, God, yeah. It's, it's amazing. So it's like, if you want to be, there's your hack, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't really gotten around to building a website yet, even though Steve and I recommend it to control how you exist okay. online, you can control how you exist online in LinkedIn because LinkedIn is a professional networking platform and it's legit. It's not your Facebook of the world. No, no, no. I, I still recommend existing on Facebook too, but <laughs> it's a different demographic. Am I wrong on this? You know what? LinkedIn I think LinkedIn is extremely powerful. I think all your social media platforms have their respective uh, strengths, right? Mm -hmm. As well as weaknesses. Uh, but LinkedIn provides you so much ammo. You're talking to business professionals who have the ability to hire you, right? Yep. Uh, to wh whether it's you're you're working as a corporate professional, right? 
or you're college graduates, or you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the ability to utilize LinkedIn in so many ways, in so many ways to leverage that network, to, to, to make sure that you set the right impression mm -hmm. for recruiters or for potential uh, relationships, business relationships. I agree. I mean, right here, your site, I had to zoom in on it because I just love it. Like, you, when, ladies and gentlemen, when you go to his site, stephenahart.com, I, I zoomed in, let me zoom back out, but it says, <laughs> people are Googling you. Yes, it's been happening a long time. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, it really does happen. I was doing it when I was in, I was a coach in the corporate space at T-Mobile. They got rid of our managerial titles. They really wanted us to focus on coaching and developing people and, and focusing on their strengths and their skill sets they bring to the table to properly career path in, in a very large organization like T-Mobile. It's a huge brand. And this is back in, God, I was there from 01 to end of 06. So, you know, five years. And, but coaching and developing people, then, you know, we had hiring issues, we had attrition issues. Then we created this specialized project team to start aiding in the hiring practices of HR. Hmm. And even though HR Googled people and did the initial screening, you know darn well, I'm going to go do my own Googling and I'm going to go do my own research because right. I, I got to do that. That's why they added us into the equation. They wanted to add us in as actually we were the third tier in the screening process. Oh, wow. Because when they hired somebody, you were paid full salary from day one and you went into a seven-week training cycle before you actually did anything productive for the company. Wow. That's a major expense. That yeah. Yeah. Seven weeks of full-time training. Dude, and it's paid with benefits. That was back in, you know, 05, 06. I think they still do that. I don't know. But that's pretty good for the call center world. So, uh, but again, you know darn well I'm Googling you, okay? I'm seeing if you got like a big giant pot leaf on your Facebook profile. And because I'm sorry, it's not, it's not, it's not legal everywhere. I used to live in Colorado. It's, it's yeah. legal there. I'm all right with it. But back then when I was hiring, I'm like, eh, yeah, let me see what kind of person this is. And do they exist on LinkedIn? Like, come on, guys. Exist. Control how you exist. <laughs> Seriously. And I mean, again, this goes beyond this. This affects everybody, right? Entrepreneurs, obviously, but salespeople, I mean, depending on what you are trying to put out there, mm -hmm. if, if you're trying to build relationships with somebody, listen, my wife is a perfect example of one of these Facebook moms, right? <laughs> Facebook moms. I, uh, you, I'm going to let she you. Turns to, you're going to have to define her, that. We got to pause. No, Come on. Listen, Facebook moms. She goes to, if, if my wife needs a plumber, if she needs an insurance agent, if she needs uh, a financial advisor, name it, a mechanic. She's like, she jumps on Facebook. Hey, who do you recommend for X? Oh, I've noticed that. Everybody just posted as a comment now on their wall. And I was like, now, really? Okay. Now look at this. We were talking about Google. Mm -hmm. Now let's expand beyond Google. In that scenario, what happens? There are going to be 20 or 30 other moms that respond. Now, if you have taken care of your personal branding and let's say you have a Facebook page, mm -hmm. there's going to be 20 or 30 responses, comments on people to contact. What's the difference between one person saying, call, call Joe at, you know, 301-555-1212. Right. Or call ABC uh, HVAC. Yeah. And a ABC HVAC is a link right. to their Facebook page. Yeah, because Pops. as soon as you start typing it, because that's the power of social media and Facebook, it starts it recognizing it. Right, it'll link that page. If you're if you're at tagging is yes. is actually set is set up. Don't get me going on that. People 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 launch a business like page, and they never set up the custom at. I'm like, help right. this help the system help you. Yes, <laughs> yes. But right for everyone listening and and watching, understand this: there is a difference immediately between you and twenty other people that have been recommended for that service. Yes. And immediately you have the opportunity to brand yourself and be in control or not. Right. And so this is a, it's, it's so powerful, right. To be able to have, uh, that the right messaging, the right visuals, uh, the, the experience set up right up front to be able to win that business. Right. Because I completely agree. 
if Kristen has to sit down and call someone or she has to go to Google now and try and figure out who is Joe X versus being able to click on a Facebook page, see, you know, a following, right? That validates credibility, see reviews, validates trust, be able to click straight through to a website that also ties well visually and connects the dots. Immediately, she's she's answered the, the the objections in her head. Can I trust this person? Sure. Before they can call you, the other person that you're just calling, you don't know who you're calling. So that speaks to the power of online branding in yeah. a big way, in a practical way, right? Because that's I mean, hands down. Way. If someone referred somebody to me in in the Facebook world, yeah, I I like the convenience of being able to just click on that hyperlinked name. Because it speeds up my ability to profile them and research them. And really, what, we're, what are we talking about here? Your, your Facebook mom, or whatever you want to call it, is, is giving a recommendation. But basically, you're doing online shopping. But, uh, yeah. but she's helping already cut the, you know, or she puts the questions to her friend or another mom comments and says, great, let me speed up your online shopping experience or referral experience. And to your point... This is, this is shopping. This is searching. Anytime you can make it easier for people to find your content, yes. it's going to be easier for them to follow you, refer you, share you, research you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Going back to our point here, controlling how you exist online, ergo, then also makes it easier for people to refer you and recommend you because yes. you have taken the time to control how you exist online and speed up that process. Make it easier for people to track you down, right? Absolutely. Without question. I feel like you and I could just vent about this for hours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This this is scary. I mean, guys, you're you're listening to two marketing guys (laughs) that are also podcast hosts. On a Friday night. And and have significant significant others named Kristen. That's my fiance's name. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I just heard you say Kristen. Is is it K-R-I-S-T-E-N? Yeah, she's an I-N. She's an I-N? Okay, I got an E-N. Yeah. All right, but still, that's pretty close. So that's my, that that's my fiance's crazy. name. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, I heard that. I was like, oh, this is scary. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, let, let me add a personal touch. We're talking about personal branding. Steven and I are so committed to giving you guys quality content and sharing and letting you guys eavesdrop in. It is currently 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Friday night. And, yes. and it's my 41st birthday today. So yes. I, yeah, I've been working all day. Like I've been up since six o'clock this morning and Woo. just going all day. And Steven's been going all day too. I think it sounds like actually before we start recording, I think you've been going for weeks to be fair. Uh, since, since we're adding to, to the similarities, I'm also 41. So we're both 77 babies. Oh, boom. Oh, <laughs> wait, are you younger or older then? I'm older. Oh, when? What month? My birthday's in April, April 21st. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, we were meant to podcast together. That's right. That is freaking scary. I mean, obviously, I'm a little paler than you, but you know, hey, brother from another mother. I, I, I get a, I get a different kind of sunburn. I get the one that glows right. red. It doesn't it doesn't help that I have Irish bloodlines either. So, um, so well, do I. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, my, yeah, mine are, uh, well, actually, to be fair, according to my genealogical background that I researched, uh, I'm influenced in, in the, it's called the uh, the Black Irish Persuasion, which was influenced from the Spanish Inquisition when they were spreading their seed around Europe and Africa nice. and everywhere else, I guess. I don't know. I'm still so you know I'm Jamaican. Ah, sure. well, obviously the accent is great. Uh, but I did ancestry as a, ancestry DNA and oh. 50% of my roots tie back to Africa. Okay. 25% to Ireland and 25% to India. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was I had my 23andMe analysis done and did the full-blown genealogical background and, and tied it to health because I'm the health and fitness nut. Mm. And uh, actually, I was less Irish than I thought. Even though my name is Scott William Mulvaney, and in Ireland, it's pronounced Mulvaney without a Y on the end. And uh, I, I, for years, I have family crest and everything, but they actually said I'm more like 60%. So I actually have, I actually have more influence. I I didn't know I had some German traits in me and you know, Europe, white Anglo-Saxon. Right, 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 right. So interesting. But I I recommend people do their 23andMe stuff because actually let's tie this together. You can connect it to some of your personal branding, like understanding who you are and where you come from and your history. uh, It sounds like you care about that stuff too. Yeah. That's interesting though. 
Yeah. I mean, have you ever dug I, that deep? I tell you what, man, the, the whole genealogy thing, yeah. it, it opened, opened so much when I was able to look at the tree and start to, to, to put things That's together. Cool, right? It blew my mind. When did you widely. start doing that? So actually, my wife's mom got into it and her family is dog way deep, right? Okay. And she was like, hey, you know, feel free if you'd like to start building out your tree through mine. Hmm. And so I actually jumped in her account and started basically through my wife, building out my side of the tree. And then- Oh, so you're course, using, uh, what's the other site? Ancestry? Ancestry. Yeah. Cool. And Ancestry just started connecting, you know, in that web. See, I, didn't, I, I think I need to do that too. my mind wide open. Because I mean, I know that you can do that because every once in a while I get emails from 23andMe saying, hey, we've matched you to more extended family people based on your genes. I've gotten a lot of emails about cousins. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's cool and all, but I feel, because I, I believe in supporting both brands. Ancestry has been doing the, the Ancestry stuff a lot longer uh, right. because their databases, when I was in Ireland, I found out there was a whole, there's an entire, Ireland's got one of the oldest records of, families like they have all mm -hmm. the, the books the papers like people's tracking of birth from centuries right, it's, it's crazy yeah. Like, yeah i don't know how who who manages all of that <laughs> and the fact that they're making that that those records digital yeah. it's amazing man yeah. when you start connecting birth records death records marriage records yeah and it's and interesting it how you brought this up that there's always one side of the family that's better connected on this stuff than the other right like, Absolutely. Like I, my side of the family, not really that knowledgeable. Um, my fiance side, decent. But then I found out um, my grandmother's brother has been doing this for years. I had no idea. Mm. I was like, oh, so I got I got to connect with him more now uh, because I'm doing the digital stuff. I want to see what he's got already done through the family lineage on paper and see how That's that cross references. It's interesting. About a year ago, I actually called. I, I was talking to a lot. My, my dad's from a big family. My dad has 11 siblings. Holy moly. From, okay. from one woman and one man. Must <laughs> 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 add that part. So That, that is, that is a, um, a very loving family. I'll just leave you. it like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, what happened here? And, uh, <laughs> and my dad... My dad said, you know, when he when you would ask his mom that, it was like, you know, the the mom couldn't couldn't bring up condoms or whatever. You know, it was just like whenever dude wanted sex, that's what would happen at that point. In time. <laughs> it's like, so, there you go, guys. We just made it happen. Yeah, eleven times. So she literally had twelve kids in eighteen years. Look, wow, talking about ancestry. I'm trying Talking to do the, about, I'm trying to do the math on that in my head. I'm me, like, let me tell you, it blew my mind when you looked at the map, right, on my computer, and she literally was pregnant every year at some point, every year except one or two. I mean, first of all, For eighteen years. Talk about knowing your cycle, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, they were definitely communicating on an annual basis. Uh, Twelve pretty, kids. Like, so she basically had her own tree within the tree, like, <laughs> right? If you think about it, cause aren't they all, this is your, this is your parents' family. This is my, my dad's parents. Yeah. So, cause they all, did they all have kids? Listen, my dad's family alone, I have 50 first cousins. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> have you ever had a family reunion? Not at this level. Yes. But we're overdue on no. And it's, it's, you guys need to like rent an Island. I mean, <laughs> we, we have like my sister got married almost a, a year ago and it's crazy. <laughs> oh, because the, oh yeah. First the cousins are pretty close. So they all the want to come. Are, weddings are crazy. Yeah. That's expensive. <laughs> Cause I, I'm planning our, well, I'm not planning it. She's planning our wedding right now. And, That's right. And we're, we don't, I don't want a ton of people. Like I know a lot of people because of what we do, but you know, there's, you know, they don't need to come to the wedding. Um, but I, I, my argument with that is if I haven't spoken to you in six months, right. I probably won't speak to you for the next six months while no, you're pissed th off. That th you thank you for saying that. Cause I was actually feeling a little, <laughs> I felt a little guilty because there's people that I used to be amazing friends with. We spent years together since we were 16. Uh, right. and then we went to college went to Penn state together. Like we used to party together. And then like they started reproducing and I never did. So it was just mm -hmm. like, 
all of a sudden, like, it's weird. Like, people who have kids, for the most part, most of them seem to kind of distance. Like, I don't know. Is, are, they, are, they, are they jealous because I'm still free to do what I want? I don't know. I don't think so. But no, I, I, I mean, do recognize that. We, we've actually commented to that end. I feel it, it's interesting how once you have kids, you tend to gravitate to friendships with other people who have kids. Yeah, and that's what happened with them. Or and I kept trying to holding on. Once I gravitate. Yeah. Right. I mean, I actually, I will say, I tried holding on to that until I did that quick stint to be, you know, which we spoke about, uh, me taking a couple years, being a hot shot, moving out west. I think that right. was one of the biggest shifts because there was a two-year break, right? right? And I think that also just allowed the transition for you to really see, okay, who, what friendships are going to survive the two to three year gap. And then when I eventually did move back to the East coast, okay, who's still around, who still wants to reconnect. Right. It's, yeah. it's interesting. It was, I, I never really thought about that before actually until right now I'll have to put that, in, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to put that in the book, uh, how the friendship dichotomy of what, how that thing changes. So, uh, I think this is important though, if we tie this back full circle, to as we're growing our personal brands, right? Is that you and I both talk a lot of, well, you spoke a lot about growing your brand, Instagram and things of that nature, right? And actually, again, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, he literally has his about him page. He's a brand alignment strategist, right? So let's sum this up. Everything you and I just talked about is ancestry, uh, siblings, first cousins, and then what I was kind of thinking about, like the closest friends, your circles, how they shift and change. These are the people we surround ourselves most with. And then there's people like you and I and other people, we start taking action that's crazy outside the norm. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, those, 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 those canyons expand and we spread out. It's interesting. So how do you, do you ever talk about any of that when you're trying to really get deeper into people's personal brand and helping them get alignment across all these tiers and, 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 and different playing fields? Absolutely. And it's funny uh, you, you state it in that way. I think for me, um, a lot of people, when they think of brand, right, they, they, they think of the visual side of things mm -hmm. and all the elements around your brand. But to me, more importantly, is what's under the hood, right? Ah. And I refer to that as being really clear, getting clarity on your, your mission, your vision, your purpose, and then being able to make decisions. Yes. Right. So like when I talk about mission, right, our attention drives what we achieve. Right. So okay. whatever, whatever your most, whatever you think is most valuable and whatever you see as the most valuable use of your time is where you need to be directing your energy. Right. Yeah. And, um, and you have to get clear on your why. Like to me, your mission being your why, your vision being your legacy are the most important things Thank to you the for mentioning legacy of your brand. Yeah. I'm glad right? you mentioned so, your legacy. So that's where I start with pretty much all of my clients, where it starts for me. Like Trailblazers as a podcast uh, is something that started three, four years ago with me then having a four, four-year-old daughter and I'm looking at what she might be looking at in the media of just a few years out from now, right? And everything in the media, I grew up in Jamaica. Yeah. I didn't identify with race necessarily being a challenge in my, my society growing up. It was a challenge, but it wasn't the dominant challenge. Right. Jamaica has much more of a class issue. Okay. Yes, and I, so, I do agree. I hear a lot about the 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 struggles or the the shifts between classes in, in Jamaica. Yeah, and, as, well, it, as well as places like Puerto Rico. And I went to South Africa in November, and I, I obviously clearly saw class differentiation there. So, but it's funny growing up. Like I actually moved here when I was sixteen, and I remember somebody actually looking at graduation pictures from my high school graduation, and they were like, "Oh, you walked to your graduation with this white guy," and I was like, "No, he's Jamaican." Like I couldn't process this guy being white or this guy being like, I did <laughs> you, you not didn't see color. Yeah. I didn't grow up seeing color, yeah. but I've now lived here for 25 years. And I understand, you know, I now understand how my daughter is going to be viewed. Right. And mm -hmm. how, and my wife is, is an African-American woman as well. And, um, and so growing up here, it just, it had me look at things in a different light. And 
we live in a, an amazing community here in Maryland. And there's so many, you know, talking about <laughs> how your friendships kind of change mm -hmm. uh, as you have kids. We became friends with other parents at our kids' daycare. And there's so many people that I'm looking around at and I'm like, these people are running companies in DC or, you know, highest rank in the military and just accomplishing great things. And I was like, why aren't people sharing their story? And so this light bulb moment happens where, you know, I'm like, this is what I need to do. Cause I've always wanted to start a podcast as a marketer. Yeah. I consume so much content via podcasting. I, in the business and marketing space, but I was like, you know, this is this is mission fuel, right? This is the opportunity for me to share stories that uh, in, at some point in time, my daughter can connect to and see herself or hear herself mm -hmm. in a guest that I've interviewed who's accomplishing an everyday, you know, passion, right? Uh, more so everyday passion than what society would tell her that, you know, the only way you could be accomplished is to be a celebrity or musician or athlete. You know, I, I'm glad you're hitting on this because, it, well, real quick on the a partial one minute rewind is you hit on something that I've said multiple times too, is I also, I too, you reach a point, and this is why I, I really tell people, like I travel a lot in business and I, I love to drive when I can. So I, I do a lot of miles. I'll, I'll be in upstate New York next week going across the entire state doing business meetings instead of like, sorry guys, I don't, I don't just jet around in a private jet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, it's way more efficient, but it costs way more for a tank of jet fuel. But uh, so, I mean, so last year in business mileage, I did 37,000 miles in my car. So talk, talk, talk about your shirt, about execution, right? And no excuses. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I, I'm a busy guy. And yeah, th yeah, there it is. Boom. Uh, again, for the video people, the obviously podcasters, you can't see his awesome shirt. Uh, like, for today, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt called Fat, a, docu yes. a documentary, because this was in my Facebook Live video today, uh, because I, I, I got to help with this project, and we got to help crowdfund this movie. And this movie's literally being made about the truth wow. of healthy fats. It'll be out in early 2019. Mm -hmm. So I helped run the Indiegogo crowdfunding process with the social media. Wow. So that's nice, which is funny because I never did that before. It was like, but the guy's like, listen, I don't, he's like, I, I don't even, he, the guy never even did crowdfunding before. I've supported lots of crowdfunding and I do a lot of social media. So he's like, great. He's like, can I just pay you? Cause my marketing chick quit. She didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> wow. He literally, he literally calls me up on the cell phone. He's another podcaster. But now he, you've done it. He calls me up one day and he's like, Scott, uh, do you want to make some money? That's how the phone call started <laughs> off. And I was like, how's it going, Vinny? What's wrong, bro? And, and his like actress, you know, wife, girlfriend, uh, Serena Scott Thomas is like next to him. She's like, hey, Scott. And I'm like, what's up, guys? Uh, again, what's up, dude? And he's like, well, he's like, <laughs> he's like you're, you're already supporting the crowdfunding campaign. We're a week in and she bailed. He's like, I need help. I need somebody to, to keep growing the Instagram and everything else. And I've been working with them ever since. That was almost six months ago. So that's awesome. But we, we got detoured there. The point of that little detour is coming full circle is that he was one of the early podcasters I listened to. I listen, mm -hmm. I've been listening to him for four or five years. And all of my travel, I tell people all the time, my car, even if you're just doing a commute to your job, turn your car into a mobile university. Okay? Yes. Audiobooks, podcasts. There is no excuse to be ignorant two things in the, these, this modern era, at least here in North America and the United States of America. Um, again, you could take a position on this, but my point is I reached a point where I knew too much and I had my own message and I wanted to build my own legacy. And you kind of hit on it just here. You're like, you know what? I need to launch a podcast. Yes, it's also great for marketing, but this is, I've never monetized my show. I pay for it because I'm focusing on the message and I'm focusing on the content. And again, the legacy that we're putting out there and the messaging we're putting out there. And it sounds like you and I are on the same playing field that way. Yeah. And I, I heard it said, and it's so beautifully said, that your legacy are the seeds you plant in a garden you'll never see. Ooh, beautiful. Very nice. I love and that. And that, for me, is what I see this podcast doing, right? Uh Trailblazers is amazing. The podcasting, uh, the opportunity to be able to connect stories of people who are accomplishing their life's passion, their life's purpose at its highest level. 
and being able to share their stories, share their journey, share their failures, mm -hmm. and then have people in countries I can't even pronounce, <laughs> right? We've been downloaded now in 110 countries around the world. I know. Well, I mean, again, ladies and gentlemen, your tagline, trailblazers.fm is the website. I've already done some sharing. It's actually, it, it translates over to TB, Bees and Boy, P-O-D for pod, dot com. Tagline for the show is exploring successful black professionals. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, you are crushing it, by the way. I mean, you're, you're getting after it. It's, isn't it cool, by the way, to start seeing new countries show up on your data reports? <laughs> more than that, more than that, like that, that's amazing to me. What's even more amazing is now as I get people that, cause it's, it's crazy. Whether you have 500,000 downloads or you have 5,000 downloads, it's still a number. Sure. But when somebody raises their hand in your DM. Yes. And it happens every couple of, you know, ever so often somebody reaches out uh, just last week or the week before a lady was on my Instagram and I might have known, might not have known that she's a podcast consumer. And uh, she was sharing something very emotional in her feed. And I was like, you know, I was almost tearing up watching this video between her and her daughter. Hmm. And, uh, you know, my reaction was just like, wow. Right. And, you know, this is so emotional. And, and she commented back on that thread and, and basically said, your podcast is the reason why I'm able to do and share this message because of what you've put out through so these episodes, right? And you take action taking, inspired her to take action. Bruh, let me tell you, man, stuff like that hits more than any number of thousands of downloads. Yeah. The, the fact that you're able to impact somebody's world. I, I love you're hitting on that because I, I, I've been, I've gone to MapCon three times, podcast movement, and I go to other conferences and podcasting is now becoming much more talked about in non-podcast conferences. Yes. And Again, ladies and gentlemen, the people who are listening, this will all be tagged in the show notes on livethefuel.com. I always do all of his profiles, but I'm actually screen sharing uh, the at Stephen A. Hart on Instagram. And the guy's got 15,000 followers. So clearly you are connecting with people and people do love your content. Um, but to your point, whether you have 15,000 followers or 500 followers, whether it's Instagram or podcast downloads, I love the fact you're emphasizing here when, and it's, this has happened to me, when you have a few people that actually start regularly commenting on your posts or they purposely take the time to private message you mm -hmm. and share something as simple as thank you for this, this, this podcast episode, or thank you for that message. Or I, or, or sometimes they just say, and it's not like the trolling people say, Oh, I love your content. Like they said, dude, I loved such and such post on such and such date, or they actually comment on that post. Like, okay, you know, that's not a troller or just a regular spammer. Like, Oh, wait a minute. And then, Take the time to reply back. Here's an action statement, actually. So, yes, I'm sure you replied back, right? Yeah. And you guys absolutely. are having a conversation. It's like, dude, wow. Like, somebody is inspired and motivated and took action because of that one show? What's And I encourage people, I encourage people to engage because if, you know, people who are running platforms, whether it's a blog or a podcast, for the other podcasters listening to this conversation, you absolutely owe it to your listener to engage, to respond. And not only to respond on social, I almost try my hardest to get that conversation into a DM and see if I can get on our call. And here's why. The person that raised their hand is now your avatar. That means that that's your ideal customer, your ideal listener in the case of a podcaster. Yeah. You have an opportunity to understand who's on the other end of that number that you've been seeing per episode, right? And so the more of those people you begin to understand more about, you begin to put a face to that download number. I know that it's Deborah. I know that it's Richie. I know that it's Annette. Mm -hmm. I know, you know what they do. I know whether or not they're single or married, how old they are. I can begin to connect with them on LinkedIn and put up you know, a number to how much income they earn. Yeah. Listen, I begin to paint this clear picture and I begin to understand more about the challenges. Remember I was talking about this at, at MapCon, beginning to understand what's keeping these people up at night. 
Yeah. What are they challenged by? What is their pain points, right? And then when you start to have more and more of those people, because you don't just have one avatar, right? You have dozens. And Ooh, let's pause it, on that. That's thank you for mentioning that, by the way. It is okay to exist in multiple domains, or as you so well put it, avatars. I don't think people understand that. I think that's important that, I mean, we are starting to approach the end of the show, but could you please clarify that? Because people don't ideal, get that. Your ideal person that you're serving is is essentially that the, what we're terming an avatar. Right. right? Ideal customer. And whether you're serving, if you're a podcaster, for example, you might have grandma listening to your podcast and you might also have your nephew mm -hmm. listening to your podcast, right? You might also have a college graduate. You might also have a, a corporate leader. You can These have are, a retiree from another country like Ireland or something. Listening we're talking <laughs> about four or five different people, different age groups, different places in their life, different everything, right? Mm -hmm. They all love your podcast. Yeah. But you need to start looking at, okay, not just your own interest for this podcast, but how can I serve these people yes. so that they keep coming back for more content? Yeah. And if you begin to understand the parallel, the, the where the opportunities meet with all these people, right? You can begin to serve up content. If you're interviewing people, you begin to figure out who you could interview more of to serve those people. Yeah. what they're wanting to, to come back to here. So it's uh, one of the reasons why I'm like you, like I'm a marketing professional. I love personal branding. I love, I'm working with a couple clients now, a new client just reached out to me because he's had a blog for over a year with him as his wife and they're ready to start growing the brand. And yeah. they reached out to me. I didn't, but he's like, Hey, he's been on the show. He's an oncologist, uh, cancer doctor. And we were talking about the keto lifestyle and, 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 but so like we were geeking out about health. But he also knows now, thanks to the podcast, thanks to following me online, that I'm a branding guy. And then I, I'm honored that he even reached back out to me. He's like, hey, is it cool if I book one of your you know, slots on your site to work with you in some branding discussions? I'm like, well, yeah, I'd be honored to work with you and your wife. Like, they came to me. So that's why I joke around with people, too. I'm like, mm. like well, when are you going to monetize the podcast? I'm like, well, that's a great example right there. Yeah, that is a I, great example. I didn't right? have to go do anything. Right. Right. <laughs> but it's the relationship building process, right? It absolutely is. Yeah. That's the power, power of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, and clearly, I mean, you've, I love the fact that you get all fired up like you did just now. Um, <laughs> because I, uh, I've had a few people on this show only because they reached out to me and said, dude, I've had people get very transparent, talk about depression, their own struggles. And when I had people come back to me, they say, you made it really easy for us to have that discussion. And that is just another reinforcing reason why I will never interview somebody on this show. Mm. It's, it's got to be, you have to be a guest co-host. And that sometimes freaks people out because like, well, I've never been on a podcast before. I'm like, that's the point. I want you to relax. You have the same power that I do on this show. You want right. to you want to ask me questions. You ask me questions. I was like, it's cool. The whole point here is to bring those walls down, and we have a two week conversation because you never know what ends up coming into up. that podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's and so true. I, that's why I can't, I just can't use a Q and A format. I feel like I would lose on so many powerful things. Like I never expected to dig into ancestry today with you. <laughs> I absolutely had no idea coming into this call. Where, what right? did I ask you right before we started talking? I was like, what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but because is, we're professionals, we can tie it back to what we do, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I want to share, I, I want to just share this, this one tip before, before we wrap up today. Um, Please do. But for everyone listening, uh, I, I shared here the importance of understanding your mission and your vision. Your mission at the end of the day comes down to why you want to do what you're trying to do, right? Uh, and the tip to that end is it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with money because when, when things happen, and they will, and the money isn't there, are you still going to be motivated to keep going? So, as I shared earlier, my daughter and her growing up and having positive reflection, you know, a representation of being able to hear people who look and sound like her was my motivation. And it is my why. And it pushes me through when things aren't pretty with podcasting. 
And there are seasons for that, right? Sure. The, the flip side of this is your vision. And your vision is that legacy play we talked about. So I love to make sure there's actionable advice in an episode. And so my action item to anyone listening right now is to sit down and to give thought to what you want the world to look like, right? After you finish changing it. What does 25 or 30 years out from now look like for you? Write that down. I want to be a best-selling author. I want to be a podcaster that interviews a thousand people, or I want to, whatever it is, write it down, write down, create your vision statement. And when you've documented your 25 to 30 years, then you take two steps back and you create what I call your BHAGs, your big, hairy, audacious goals. And my BHAGs are my 10-year goals. And so I, in two years ago, I set a 10-year BHAG out to 2026. And it documents the things that I want to achieve mm-hmm. in this 10-year window. Each year now is no longer this New Year's resolution, fuzzy, nah. wishy-washy year goals. At the beginning of each year, in the middle of each year, I'm looking at 2026. And I'm thinking about where are we on track to get to those goals? Because it's clear what the BHAGs are. Sure. Right? So get clear on your vision, right? Be very clear, be very deliberate. Now to make a decision, right? You have to, the only thing in your way sometimes is making decision that you're just going to take action. Sure. Right. I, you've heard about my course with brand new Academy. Yeah. I work a full-time job. I have a full-time podcast. I have two crumb snatchers to feed. There's no more time in the day. Crumb, sorry, pause crumb snatchers, hashtag crumb snatchers. Okay. I have two crumb snatchers to feed. Right. And so me creating brand new and I have other clients that I serve from the branding side. And I literally had to figure out like, where was I gonna invent, you know, like create time to do something else and develop a course. Yeah. And so it, it came down to me making a decision and every great leap in your life is preceded by making a clear decision and, and committing to take action. So, you know, get clarity on your mission, get clarity on your vision and make a decision. Well, I love this because you did break it down. Uh, and by the way, you just over-delivered because usually I have to lead my guest co-hosts into uh, what they feel should be the final words of the show. <laughs> so <laughs> you just slam dunk that. Um, uh, but I, I love the fact that you did hit on the importance of embracing big vision. It's okay that you need to have the big, hairy, audacious goal, uh, goals because you're not the first person to use that. There's a lot, I forget the, actually the guy who created that. Um, mm-hmm. He's a famous author. He spoke at an event that I was at last year. I'm just blanking on his name right now. But the point is like, you gotta set the big ones and Absolutely. then give yourself a ton of time to get them. Cause now once you've set the big crazy ones, now all you gotta do is start building the building blocks and building the road yeah. to get there. So those smaller challenging decisions are a lot easier to digest and overcome and defeat to yes. get you closer to those big, hairy, audacious goals. This is where you get a free tool like Asana or Trello and you open a task board and oh, you begin I'm a, to I'm task a big, I'm a big Trello feet. guy. I'm a big I'm a Trello Asana guy. guy. Same, same, same basic premise, right? Yep, but yep. you begin to task out, create a plan and task out what needs to happen. And you begin to take action and get stuff done. Yeah. Right? But make those decisions, right? That's it. I'm loving it. Well, uh, well listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I could have asked for a, a better high-energy go-getter co-host for you guys. And again, recording on my actual birthday. A fellow 41-year-old hustling entrepreneur who loves marketing and per my dry erase board that I wrote this stuff down, loves to teach people how to control how to exist online. We also fellow geek out on Ancestry. And again, as he closed out the show for us, really take the time to establish your vision if you're going to establish and succeed and leave behind a powerful legacy in the years following your life cycle. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another powerful Live the Fuel podcast show. And again, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. StephenAHart.com. 
crushed it on the business segment, but really hit on some healthy lifestyle balance there. You just got to find the little nuggets of knowledge. So thanks for tuning in, guys. And remember, all of his information is going to be on LiveTheFuel.com. We'll talk to you guys again soon. And remember, you too can live the fuel. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brand section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and Epilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace, obviously, a one-on-one -on -one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.